You are listening to Feeding the Mouth That Bites You with Ashley Parrish and Jessica Pfeiffer. A weekly podcast guide on parenting teens and launching them into the world. As always, we are joined by psychologist and author, Dr. Ken Wilgus. Hey everyone, and welcome back. On today's episode, we will be discussing teens and cancel culture. So Dr. Ken, would you start out by defining cancel culture for us? Because maybe a term that we've heard, but we don't really understand or know exactly what people are talking about. Well, it's, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this this morning. Cancel culture is really such a polite term for mob mentality. You know, I think <laughs> in the, in the old Frankenstein movie, when the townspeople all lit torches and headed out to attack and, and kill the monster, I don't mm-hmm. think anyone said, you know, let's be a cancel culture. We're a mob <laughs> and, and we're trying to get rid of evil, what we think is evil. So, um, you know, but it, it technically would be basically a modern form of ostracism. It's, mm-hmm. it's public shaming. Um, and, uh, you know, and you hear about it rather a lot. D- uh, the latest person canceled was Dr. Seuss. I think you heard, you might've heard this. Um, ironically, out of such fear of the mob, my understanding was there hasn't actually been a bunch of outrage about some of Dr. Seuss books. This is a publisher getting ahead of the game before the mob even grabs torches to say, mm-hmm. wait a minute, we think these possibly might be offensive um, uh, to you. So, we're, and again, not, so we're going to be sensitive and loving. It's, we're going to protect ourselves because if we don't, you're going to come and try to hurt us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might've, and, and this by the way, isn't just a sort of left-wing thing. A long time ago, there was a, you may have heard of a, a group called the Dixie Chicks and they were singers and uh, they were, uh, you know, country. And they, I think, said some things disparaging of George W. Bush. And before the term was used, they were basically canceled. Like people stopped, you know, they just, everyone suddenly disliked them. Gina mm-hmm. Carallo is an, an actress that was on Disney Plus. And she said things. So it's, it's happening all around and um, maybe hopefully losing steam a little bit uh, in the media because it's hyper-fueled hyper because of social media. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you, you can be mean to a kid or to each other uh, when you're with them. You might go to a party and not talk to them. But the social media allows you to just stand up on your soapbox and say all these things and everybody join in, me too, all this stuff. With hashtags now, everybody can kind of all of a sudden find out, cancel, you know, whoever. And, mm-hmm. and suddenly it becomes this rolling theme that is just angry and, um, uh, you know, really pretty vicious about people's at least social media presence. Uh, and, and, and that's the kind of thing that you hear about a lot. Uh, I think where teenagers are going to bump into it more is on a personal level, uh, that, that social media will play into that some, but it's not that your teenager's brand is going to be attacked, you know, so they can't get their next acting job. It's right. where teenagers will be personally attacked uh, because of some perception of how they treated someone or some um, opinion they have. And, you know, things like uh, uh, what's, they don't use Facebook anymore. It's um, uh, Instagram, all that mm-hmm. stuff is, um, is you're out. So mm-hmm. that, that's, that's what we mean. It's, it's a nice word for a mob, basically. It's funny that you even mentioned Dixie Chicks. We were cleaning the garage yesterday 
And uh, my teenager was out there not to help, but she wanted to dig through our stuff to see if there was anything she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and she was going through our old CDs. We found a box of old CDs and she found Dixie Chicks and she goes, mom. And she kind of responded like yes. it was like something awful, you yes. know, like like something terrible we should not have in our house. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I looked at her and I said, what? And she was like, this is bad. Like kind of. <laughs> Naughty. Do you, yeah. I was like, do you want it? <laughs> but, <laughs> but our teens know about these things, whether mm -hmm. the parents do or not, the teens are pretty aware of what's being canceled yes. and mm -hmm. what's not. And so just like anything else we do here on feeding the mouth, we want to equip parents to know what's going on and to be able to talk to our teenagers about this, because if you haven't already had a conversation with your teen about it, there's, there's a chance you will hear soon. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And, you know, I think this is particularly relevant to teenagers because you're at a time of your life where you do dumb things. You just don't have life experience. And so you may say things or, or do things that you're just naive that's to some right. degree um, right. about the world around you and how things will, re will go or people will respond. So the chances of you doing a dumb thing as a teenager is very high. And so mm -hmm. having people come out and come down on you for doing that is very high, but also they're so needy for the approval of those around them, particularly their friends. And so someone rejecting them or canceling them is earth shattering to yes. them at this mm -hmm. age, right? right? It just, it's like the whole world is falling apart, you know, yes. whereas an adult, you may not be as prone to needing people's approval completely. So, uh, you know, this is a tough age to, to have people rejecting you. That's really true. That's really true. And it also, you know, is again, part of, you know, we've talked about social media many times, but it's part of what makes it even harder. Like I certainly did dumb things socially, but mm -hmm. there wasn't social media to multiply it, to be there forever. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and 24 hour access to bullying me back. So it makes it, even more complex um, when you when a teenager is trying to navigate how do I so to so to speak socialize you know out in the internet um, it's it's tricky and can, mm -hmm. can you you can make big blunders uh, that that you just couldn't make when I was a kid mm -hmm. with an, a wide audience of people uh, that you there, never knew were looking at you that's right? right that's right. So it just uh, magnifies the situation. So when we are talking with our kids, not lecturing our kids Good about, for you. <laughs> about, uh, about canceling, maybe they're the ones to cancel a friend. Maybe they're saying, you know, we're not yes. going to be friends with her because yes. she thinks this way, or she has this opinion, or she did that. How do we talk to our kids about the damage that can be done there? Well, I think, lecturing? yeah, well, this is an exactly an, an important point that I think a parent's approach to teenagers about this, whether it's like you said, where you hear them maybe about to dish out cancel mm -hmm. or whether on the receiving end, believe it or not, I think the topic that this needs to come back to is real relationship. Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, if your teenager is in the midst of being canceled, is being called out, all this stuff, you really want to, I would go first to, um, well, I'm so sorry, but of course, so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so aren't in this, right? You're, you're close friends. Uh, because again, a close friend would never join a mob uh, and you expect your friends to stick with you. And I'm not kidding. There's a lot of struggle now with what 
makes a real friend. And there are some, quote, best friends that will join the cancel group uh, or even be silent. Now, that's tricky because some of our best friends are not the biggest confronters, whatever, Mm -hmm. but, you know, they can almost tacitly approve. And Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. The main point there is, wow, that's not really your close friend, is it? And the Mm -hmm. reverse is true as well. You're going to do what to this? I thought you were friends with her. Oh, we're not close, but you are friends with her. Yeah. Why would, how would you possibly do this? What kind Mm -hmm. of, of, of friend are you? Uh, even if your friend is being canceled, I assume you said something, right? Well, mm-hmm. no, I don't want, really, you just sat by while they start, you know, hashtag, we don't like her anymore. And you didn't do anything. What kind of friendship and real relationship do you have? Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't even get into for the Christian li- listeners. Are you kidding me? Christians don't mob anything. We don't join mobs, uh, contrary to what we look like in some you know, current political (laughs) arenas, uh, Mm -hmm. that's not us. We don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you never join that kind of thing. But I think Mm -hmm. I've jumped it right into the thing you mentioned, Jessica, which is, that sounds like a lecture, doesn't it? And and (laughs) you really don't want to get into that, but you would be sharing. Let me tell you why I'm concerned about this, because I thought you loved her and she Mm -hmm. loved you back. I thought he was your close friend and you had his back. And obviously you don't, you know, that that's Mm -hmm. what really is one of the main highlights of this is the, the increasing weakening of personal relationship in part because of social media. Mm -hmm. So maybe you're saying not lecturing, but just calling it as you see it. And and calling it not meanness. mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. do you even care about that person? I, Mm -hmm. I could have sworn that you and he were really good friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or flip it as advice giving, like we love to do here. Exactly. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I used to think the same way about that, but then I heard once that we tend to judge others by their actions and our own self. We judge yeah. our own self by our yeah. intentions. And man, I was just really convicted about that. Like couldn't well, cause an eye roll, but. <laughs> that's a good point. That gets into <laughs> another kind of subcategory of this, which is this kind of mentality, which is all over now highlights a significant immaturity in human development, in my opinion, in our young people, because it's not even just a Christian insight, but it is, it is most of us, when you get older, you really do begin to realize, I think it was Solzhenitsyn that said, you know, the line between good and evil does not run between me and you. It runs within me. Mm-hmm. We all have these weaknesses these prejudices, these things that we didn't see when we were younger, hopefully we see now. Um, there's, a, there's now a desire to not push forward further, let's say in the race discussion. Uh, so much is being talked about that we want to pretend that history never happened. We want to cancel all of that. We want nothing to do with anyone that had uh, any part in what we no longer um, agree with. And that's um, a, a very immature view. It's, it's as if uh, each person would think the thing that you're saying, the attitude you have, I would never do that. Really? Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's just wait and see because eventually, and hopefully this will at least die down some of the in- energy that's going on in cancel culture. It will come for everybody. And, mm-hmm. and you know, younger people, you know, it, it's understandable that they don't necessarily see this. But uh, as parents, I think, again, it does get back to, uh, sure, that was a really mean thing she said, or that is an insensitive thing. 
um, so you're kind of feeling like you, you've never had those kind of thoughts before. Cause I sure have, you know, so mm-hmm. that we can kind of recognize what Ashley was getting at, that there's a, a, a sympathy in recognizing that we all struggle. Uh, and you know, what was really seemed funny today, I really regret tomorrow. And that's a battle we all have. We all do dumb things. And, uh, hopefully, you know, we're teaching our kids that forgiveness is a really important part of relationships, you know, that, Yes, they're going to screw up and yes, they're going to say things that they regret later. And that's where forgiveness comes in and is super important to um, talk about and to encourage each other to, uh, to ask for forgiveness yes. in areas where we've just done dumb things or done hurtful things, but then we move on and we don't lose that relationship or that friendship that's over. Right. And again, both of those things. topics, your relationships and your, your understanding of your own weakness, those are both the main talking points that I would recommend when teenagers are struggling with this, or even if they're getting into it. Uh, so I would uh, throw a third, don't do this, which would be don't jump into your strong political opinion about cancel culture that's going on currently in Facebook or in major corporations. I don't think that's, it's, it's rarely helpful, even when you're talking to your friends, it certainly doesn't help when you're talking to teenagers. Uh, mm-hmm. That so a political discussion of the world today, it just never gets you anywhere. Uh, kind of so, makes you sound old, right? Uh, well, <laughs> I gotta touch. tell you, I think that all the time. Now that I'm older, and we we spend some time with friends our own age, and and I will stop every hour or so and go, I think we sound like old people. Isn't this what old people do? <laughs> And, there, and we all agree that, yeah, but we're right. This is different. This is, so. <laughs> oh, it's funny. So Dr. Ken, we should just wait. Is that what you're saying? Until our teenager comes to us with something they want to talk about regarding cancel culture. It's not a discussion that we should approach them with and be like, you know, cancel culture, you know, is really high today. And I think we should talk. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that I would more look for opportunities where it naturally comes up. There's, you know, as you, you know, full well, the, Hey, I want to talk to you about something. (laughs) Forget it. So Mm -hmm. that's never great, but yeah, I mean, you know, I think if you see something on the media, on the news, um, certainly if you overhear them talking about, uh, yeah, we don't hang with her anymore. Those are times I think natural opportunities to, and you really do best to first ask them, what do you think about all that? Mm-hmm. You does it bother you? Does it do you worry it's coming for you? And more and more parents have actually um, really had to struggle with a kid that comes home in tears uh, because they've been canceled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do we do when our kids come home and they've been canceled? Do we get involved or step in? What are the lines here? Uh, well, this is a feeding the mouth parent kind of question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we by this point, if you've been listening to the podcast, read the book, you know that the, is, the question of what should I do has much to do with what's the most effective, not what's the right thing to do so I can check off my parenting box that I did what I should do. Mm-hmm. And it is usually not effective to take the bull by the horns and my kid is crying. And so I'm going to call her friends. And I mean, that's just incredibly ineffective. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the question of, well, do I do nothing ever? I don't know about that either. So, you know, canceled in my office is um, not usually things like something that was said that was a bit um, ungenerous. 
uh, it's it's going to be something that was taken as uh, racially insensitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the the hottest topic currently would be uh, those if if you're not sensitive to transgender issues, not gay and lesbian issues. By the way, that's that's also an issue. But transgender is probably the most nuclear hot issue. That if you um, you know had a girl who was really upset that her teenager, I mean teacher, kept calling her by her old name. Um, even though, I'm, as I should say, is a he now because he felt that he is now this girl is now transgender, and was upset. Felt like the teacher was deliberately calling her by her what what's called the dead name. Do you know that? Did we mention mm-hmm. that during transgender? Mm-hmm. So the name, I, this is sad to me. The name given to someone who's transgender by your mother and your father. That's the name we've given you. Is for someone who's transgender, often considered offensive and even kind of microaggressive if you choose to keep using that name. So those kind of issues, you might stumble. It's easy for a teenager to stumble into it. Um, you know, I, I forgot that he goes by they and them instead of he or, or she. Uh, I called him by his dead name, all that stuff. And those are also common ways. So it's usually racial insensitivity or gender insensitivity is the most common and Mm -hmm. your kid will be pretty upset. Um, And your first deal of course, is to, um, you know, is to talk to them about it, ask them, um, do not jump into advice, um, find out what's gone on and then try to help them with what are they going to do about it? That's definitely your first deal. Uh, Even um, being bullied online uh, is, or canceled uh, is uh, serious, but it's not on fire. Like you can wait a day or two and find out what, what do you think you should do? And we may need to go for some hours and we don't have a plan. That's mm-hmm. okay. I love you. And, and why don't we go to Sonic? It's happy hour. I'll get you that slushy thing and be with them uh, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, let them kind of flesh out what they're experiencing. Uh, and then, as we've said, that's probably the time to start talking about what they often aren't thinking about. Well, did this friend join in? Obviously she didn't, right? No, she kind of said such, wow. Cause it's not a, you, know, you can't be friends with a group. It's mm-hmm. your friend, which friend? Wow. That must really hurt that she said that instead of all of them. And I'm not kidding. Some of your teenagers will say, well, it's all of them. I would stand firm. It's not all, they're not all the same. And that's mm-hmm. got to really hurt. Um, and I'm really sorry. That kind of thing, like picking out the personal relationship part. Uh, and, and definitely you've got a, quite a while into this, but if your kid's going through it before you pull out your little point, well, I think that don't, don't go, it's not, <laughs> don't, don't do it. Um, okay. So would it be wise to cut off social media if that was part of the problem? Ah, Excellent. Uh, no, I don't think that would be wise. Mm-hmm. If you're concerned about a young teenager and you really do, you know, you could force say, look, I'm sorry, but I'm going to, I'm going to be looking at your posts for a while with you just for the next two weeks. You, you could maybe do that mostly, but mm-hmm. I think, and again, there's probably some unique aspects to this, but if your kid is in the midst of being kind of mob piled on, the idea of I'm going to take your media away is not only infantilizing, mm-hmm. but it is also probably the opposite of the wrong. It's the wrong move as far as it doesn't empower them to really consider what do you think you should do about this? Mm-hmm. So I could see some unique circumstances where you might 
have to force a look, I'm going to be monitoring these for the next week or try to put a time limit on it. Um, that, that you'd have to apologize that, uh, yes, it is because I don't trust you and I am sorry, but mm -hmm. you know, but that'd be about it. Uh, that can't stopping. I've had parents that, um, you know, you're going to have to erase that, delete your, uh, Instagram or your Snapchat. Uh, at, we we've talked about that, you know, where that goes. So, okay. Delete it on my phone. Does Snapchat stay deleted in their life? No, no. there are many <laughs> other devices. Uh, and it, again, it's also infantilizing. It's like, look, I let you have a stab, have a stab at this being an adult. And obviously things have gone badly <laughs> going back to being an eight-year-old and believe it or not, teenagers don't like that message. I know it's so tempting as a parent. <laughs> I know because it helps with our fear, doesn't it? It right. does. Yes. You want right. the control back, right? And for like, the Christian parents, control, I want control. That's right. Jesus will forgive you for your fear. But we shouldn't be proud of it. We really <laughs> aren't. Right. You know, we have no reason to be fear. Spirit of fear mm -hmm. is part of the enemy. Yes. Well, one of the things that I've noticed with teenage cancel culture, so within their friend groups or the kids they go to school with, it's often over quickly. So I think True. parents' response can either help it end quickly as it should or if we fuel the fire, we could just prolong it and we don't want to mm -hmm. do that. That's so a very to good be, point. be careful in our response to this with our, with our teenager, because um, we don't want to add fuel to the fire. We want it mm -hmm. over. And that's funny. Mm -hmm. Cause I used to tell teenagers that when the, when a rumor went around, you know, it's always that she was having sex with you know tons of boys, something absurd. I used to be able to confidently say, well, Aren't you glad that these things last for about two weeks and then nobody even remembers this? Well, that's mm -hmm. not always true as much now because of social media. But I mm -hmm. will say this, if the teenagers that are the target of lots and lots of this stuff uh, are and, and where it's continued, um, I'm, I'm not going to say every time, but I think a significant portion of those is because they don't have enough solid, loyal, personal relationships to stop this stuff. You mm -hmm. know, that, we know that's the answer to being bullied is not that you get big and strong enough that nobody, everyone's afraid to bully you. That never works. What always works is at least one other person, not the one being bullied that says, Hey, why don't you shut up? Like I will step up for my friend. Now the fun's over. I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. anymore. So mm -hmm. you have a string of, you know, of, in, of Instagrams or, or Twitter posts, these things that if you have, in there seated in even a few of other people going, I can't believe you would be saying this. You're the big idiot, not him or whatever. Those things mm -hmm. take the fun right out of it and help a great deal. So if your teenager is still getting ostracized over and over and it's going on longer, then I'm not kidding. Most of the time, that means there's something to their loyalty in their personal relationships, not that they're just part of a mean group. That's not math. It's not always true. But I would definitely look into that as a common part of that. You need to be connected. You cannot be friends with a group. You, your close friends, are, you have one or two, and that's how you connect with the group. Mm -hmm. So I know most parents would say that they want their kids to stand up for what's right and to protect the weak and to live with integrity. But I feel like they have a target on their forehead because of this. You know, How do we encourage our kids to be brave and stand up and, and be the one that speaks up to that, that kid that's bullying or that mob that's bullying. 
I don't that's often, them. you know, that's often underestimated, uh, underemphasized. And I think that's, I think it's a very good point that um, if you discover that your teenager is telling you about someone they know that's being canceled, um, I definitely am big on parents, uh, Christian or not, um, being very intense about, I can't tell you how to handle your friendships, um, but I hate that stuff. I, I feel like that's mean, uncaring. And, and I, I certainly hope that you wouldn't join in on that. But again, if you want to be effective, keep adding. But of course, I can't make you not do that. I can't mm-hmm. control that. Mm-hmm. That makes you mm-hmm. more effective in just saying and owning it that, well, you know, kind of like Ashley's example earlier, I'm just saying for me, uh, I just think it's important to, to have the confidence and the uh, really the courage to back up someone that you care about uh, or mm-hmm. the ones that are weak. Yeah. Well, mom, mm-hmm. he's a jerk. Nobody likes him. I think that makes him socially weak. You really might consider being the one and maybe you don't, this, <laughs> this is one I'll use sometimes. Maybe you're not old enough to do this yet. And that's okay. <laughs> that's tricky business. They hate that. Uh, but it's actually can be pretty effective that, yeah, I hear you. It would be scary when I was little, I was felt that way too, but Sometimes I've seen you actually old enough to take this on, but maybe you're not ready. Don't overdo mm-hmm. that because mm-hmm. that's paradoxical therapy. But <laughs> it's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But would it be appropriate to say, wow, so what'd you do about it? Yeah. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's really what you do with any sort of strong thing that's happened. The first thing is, what did you do? What do you think you're going to do? Because uh, it's it, very common in a social pylon that, mm-hmm. you know, your kid may be the one going, oh, I didn't, I mean, I'm just looking really, mm-hmm. you're just observing, huh? Like, that's funny. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I wonder if, I wonder if, if he was thinking you'd be his friend. We just had a conversation like that last week with one of my kids. And I just reminded them that silence means you means you're part of the mob of bullies, Boy, you know, that, that you need to stand up and you need to say, Hey, that that's not okay. Don't say that. Or shut yeah. up or whatever you need to say to, yeah, yeah. to protect and, those who are weak. And you got to be, you know, again, this is a little more complicated. I think there are many of our teenagers that might know what to say if they're standing in the hall at school and two kids are pushing around a very little kid. I think they would kind of know what to do. Well, mm-hmm. this is online, which means mm-hmm. it's not real. Virtual means it's fake. And so how to pr- proceed in those settings is a little harder to say. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, teenagers, if you spend any time with them, you know, they take their social media presence, the things that are said very seriously. And yes. if you're going to try to take that at that seriously, then there's no excuse for you not showing character in these situations. And it's mm-hmm. a mob coming for somebody and buddy, they're going to come for you. Well, this has been a good conversation. I appreciate you guys. And uh, this is a issue that all of our kids deal with on a daily basis. So I think it was an important one to address. Thank you guys. Thanks for joining us today. Hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Also, leave us a review. This is how other listeners find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Feeding the Mouth. We appreciate you and would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or ideas about what we've discussed today, please email us at podcast at feedingthemouth.com.